Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Give me liberty or give me... Aaron, do you want to fill in the blanks? Death? Nope. Derek? Uh, if it's not death, I'll take Bitcoin. Nope. I'll tell you in just a second. Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money. The Worry-Free Retirement with your host, best-selling author and fiduciary, Tony Walker. Considered one of the greatest speechwriters and orators of his time, Patrick Henry, in 1775, was alleged, there's questions about this, whether he said it, but was alleged to have said the following, give me liberty or give me death. Well, as we think about while Patrick came up with that one-liner, we must remember that at that time, the colonists were under the subjugation of England and had virtually no independence, which was his cry for independence. So what, Tony, do you say has this got to do with your answer, give me liberty or give me money? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today on the Worry-Free Retirement. Well, welcome, folks, to the Worry-Free Retirement. And yes, I am that little man in the sweater vest, give me liberty or give me money specialist, Tony Walker, with me in the Louisville studios as we record this show on uh, May, excuse me, June 8th, 2021, is America's favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Aaron Orender. How are you doing? Actually, we're in the afternoon today, Aaron. How are you doing this afternoon? Yeah, it's a good afternoon, not a good morning. Good afternoon, <laughs> sir. How are you? Very good, very good. Appreciate you joining us. And also, we've got in the studio, he's occasionally uh, in here with us. Generally, he's working on graphics, but is our own Derek Hudson. Derek, how are you doing? Well, I would say good afternoon, but it's pouring out rain again, so... <laughs> But hey, you're excited though. You got a new some new digs. You just yeah, signed exactly. the lease on an apartment. Yeah, I would love to move my furniture over there. But again, it's raining. Again. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, don't do that. That's that is kind of dreary, isn't it? I mean, you're all excited. You're getting removed in an apartment. You look outside, mm-hmm. it's like pouring down rain. Yeah, so. I'll just have a wet bed. That's cool. <laughs> I've always wanted a water bed. Are you guys either history? Are you guys history buffs, Aaron? I mean, do you do you like history? Do you read much? I enjoy on it. it. Yeah. yeah. Did you know this was Patrick Henry that said that? I probably knew it in college, but yeah. it's something else in my brain has replaced that knowledge, I'm sure. So. <laughs> kids. It's called kids. Yeah, it's called kids. Derek? I never met him. Never met him. <laughs> 1775. Maybe in another life. Well, you know, I guess the reason I pull this quote out is because liberty, and I think without bringing up the pandemic too much, but I think we saw how quickly liberty and independence can be taken away from us. And in finances, what I've seen, one of the biggest, a lot of people, we always talk about the greatest fear of running out of money, which is the biggest fear of running out of money. But one of the greatest concerns or fears, if you will, that people have as they age, okay, especially the generation that's already retired, very proud people, nothing wrong with being proud, but is the thought of being dependent on someone else. 
Now, Derek, I know at your age, you're young, Aaron's age, but put yourself in the mind's eye of a 75-year-old. They've raised their kids. Maybe they've lost a spouse. Could you see that being a concern that all of a sudden, maybe they can't take care of themselves one day and somebody, somebody out there, they're going to have to be dependent on. How would you feel about that if you're a 75-year-old? Uh, I think most people just are afraid of not having control over their life. So, right. So yeah. control, control, would you agree with that word, Aaron? You're into yeah, it? I'd say control is a good yeah. word. So what happens is, folks, when, and I've wrote this in the book, Live Well, Die Broke, and I'm kind of working this out. I know Derek and I are working on the graphics on this. Incidentally, Aaron, if people want to listen to last week's show, we did a great dissertation for the last two weeks on annuities, talking about having control over your money. Uh, and also the Worry for Retirement television show. Tell the listening audience how they can either listen to past episodes of the radio show or watch the TV show, The Worry-Free Retirement. Sure, no problem. So folks, all you want to do if you want to listen to past radio shows that we've done, all you got to do is go to soundcloud.com. That's soundcloud.com. And right there in the search bar, you're just going to type in Tony Walker Financial. Or no, excuse me, you're not going to type that. You're going to type (laughs) Worry-Free Retirement. Sorry, I was getting mixed up there. At soundcloud.com, you're going to type in the Worry-Free Retirement. Click the search button and you'll see our awesome bobblehead. Just click on that and you're going to find our past radio shows. Now, if you want to watch the TV show, head over to youtube.com. That's youtube.com. And there is where you want to type in Tony Walker Financial. Type in Tony Walker Financial there in the search bar. Click the button and you'll see Tony's smiling face right there. Just click on that and you're going to find all types of video content. Thank you, Aaron. So as we, so as we try to make sense out of this quote by Patrick Henry, give me liberty or give me death and why I substituted death with money. You know, we think about this quote some 250 years ago and it was all about independence. It was all about these poor old colonists wanting to feel like they were in more control of their lives. And as we, as people live longer and longer and uh, more and more concerns and uncertainty over national debt, stock market, low interest rates, you know, I, what I sense is a people feeling like they're out of control. So what we do at the Worry-Free Retirement at Tony Walker Financial, our job is to do as best we can to give some of that control back. But there's a problem. There's three things. Let's talk about this. And I know, Derek, you're working on this graphic. There are only three things. Wrap your mind around this, folks. And this is really going to help you as you think through what we're going to talk about today. Three things you can do with your money. The first thing you can do with your money is you can spend it. Now, you might have been surprised and say, wait a minute, Tony, I thought you're supposed to save it first. Well, Derek, that's probably the idea. But I'm sure when you went to the landlord to sign a lease on there, they didn't say anything about saving. They're like, show me the money, right? Mm -hmm. You had to spend money to get inside this apartment. So actually, some of you out there, you recognize that even when you get in retirement, it's all about spending money. So that's the first thing that will happen. You will spend money. Uh, That's what the Fed and the government's hoping by handing out all this free money to keep the economy going. They're hoping you spend it. They don't want you saving any of this money, folks. So spending money is the first attribute or thing that you must do with money. Now, the second thing is what we just mentioned, and that is you could save it. You could save it in the bank. You could save it in annuities. You could save it in your 401k plan, your 403b, your mutual funds, your stocks, bonds, gold, silver, put it under the mattress, but you're saving it. So quiz time, Derek, if you're saving money, why would you save money? What is the purpose of, quote, saving money? Uh, preparing for the future so that you can have So you control. can one day what? Go back, to the, go back to the first thing. What's the other option with money? Oh, so that you can spend it. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, because we're going to talk about Chuck Feeney in a minute. We talked about him in a previous episode. So if you saved a million dollars and you died right before you got ready to spend it, was that a winning strategy? No. No, you saved money and you went to your deathbed. So, so you can either spend it, save it. Now, here's the final one. This is why I quoted Patrick Henry, give me liberty or give me death. And I substituted, give me liberty or give me your money. So the final thing you can do with money is give it. Now, we're not talking about giving it to kids, giving it to charity. Those are obviously things you can do. What we're talking about, since this is a retirement planning show geared towards savers, we're talking about giving it to someone either as you get older, as you take it out of your 401k, or after you die. Because here's the facts, folks. Of those three things, two of those will eventually end. When you die... The savings, it doesn't matter if you have two million, five million, or 10 million, you can't take it with you. That's dead and gone. And then you're obviously not able to spend it because you don't have it anymore to spend. You're dead and gone. But the last thing that's going to happen, and it is a fact, you're going to have to give this money that you've worked so hard to create to someone else. So what is your strategy for giving money away? And are you going to give it away to the people you love, or are you going to let somebody else take it away? Well, that's the subject of the Worry-Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. Good stuff coming your way. If you've got a 401k, an inheritance, money languishing in the bank, you're going to want to stay tuned because what I'm about to share with you is going to rock your world and hopefully get you on a road to a worry-free retirement so you can start spending and enjoying this money before it's too late. I'll be right back. Have you recently retired, been laid off, or offered a pension buyout? Has the company you work for moved, been acquired, or closed its doors forever? And finally, do you have a 401k with a previous employer you'd like to move to safer territory? Then take advantage of this opportunity to move your 401k or lump sum pension to Tony Walker Financial. Let's meet in person to discuss your retirement options. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com to schedule your free, no-obligation appointment. Let us help you today. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement, and we're talking about the three uses of money. You can either spend it, save it, or give it. And uh, Derek, in the break, uh, pointed out to me, folks, I sure hope I didn't imply this. What were you saying? How did that sound, Derek, what I just said? You said, give me liberty or give me your money. And (laughs) you are talking about giving away money. I was like, sir, it it sounds to me, if I was listening, I'd be like, oh, this guy's about to ask for, you know, all of (laughs) Yeah, you died with $10 million. Just give it to Tony Walker Financial. <laughs> I did not mean to imply that, folks. So I'm sorry if that's the way it came across. So uh, so let's talk about this fellow, Chuck Feeney. Uh, we talked about him several months ago. Uh, Aaron, do you remember me? T- I, I admire this guy a lot. What, what do you remember about Chuck Feeney? What does this have to do about giving money away? I don't remember details. I just remember this guy made a lot of money in his lifetime, several several million dollars and towards the end of his life he gave he gave most of it away i think he kept two or four million for himself or something like that but that i do remember him keeping two or four million dollars fails in comparison to how much he gave away that that is exactly right in fact he only kept about two million now keep in mind he was in his mid to late 80s but that all proves the point of live well die broke he realized he doesn't need a lot of money 
And actually, he was the founder of duty-free shopping. You may have seen, you ever seen those things in the airport, duty-free? All I don't know much about what all that is, but apparently he made not only millions, Aaron, it was B, billions, billions, uh, billions. B, yeah. billions. And I, what I love about this guy's story, which so many people in that age range, he was born in 1931 in New Jersey during the Great Depression. So obviously he was penniless. And I think that's why probably a guy like that who earned that much money, probably near the end of his life, he's still alive apparently, but probably thought, wait a minute, I've made all this money, you know, what's what's it all about, right? So he wanted to see people use and enjoy it rather than dying and not sure what they would do. So he said about years ago, and a lot of it was anonymous. A lot of people didn't know who gave it. He, I don't know how you pulled all this out. How do you give away billions of dollars without people knowing but he was able to pull it off, and he's now down to around $2 million. Your thoughts on that, Derek? What do you think about a guy that would just do that? I mean, first thought is I hope I retire with $2 million, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's great. I think that's a good example of someone who recognizes that, I mean, money's not everything. And that, you know, I mean, certainly everyone wants to live comfortably and have financial security. But, um, you know, was that money really doing for you versus what it could be doing for the people around you? So That's right. Large. And even I think what Feeney has taught me a lesson with even having that much money, think how successful he was. And, you know, the last couple of weeks we talked about earning a higher rate of return on your money, which everybody wants to earn more. I get that. It's But you don't really need that much money to be worry-free in retirement. So a lot of people out there right now, you all are taking probably way too much risk trying to earn too much money. I know this sounds weird, but and you have no plans to spend it. You're probably saving it. And I'm just telling you, you watch, you watch this play out. And you've probably seen this with some of you who have elderly parents. You hang around long enough. You keep that money long enough. Somebody's going to take it. You are going to have to give it up at some point, whether it's a nursing home, health care, or eventually when you die. You know, there's an interesting verse in Ecclesiastes in the Bible that talks about that, that a man accumulates money. And the problem with it, the reason it's so vain to do so is when you die, you don't know how people are going to use it after you're dead and gone. You ever thought about that? Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. So here's what I want you to think about, folks. Change the paradigm a little bit. Think live well, die broke. And, and keep saving. Don't get me wrong. You have to save for the future. I'm not telling you not to be responsible. What I'm saying is put an end goal here. What are you saving all of this money for? And if you're going to save it, there's only two things that's going to happen. You're either going to take that savings and spend it, hopefully on yourself and those you love and care about, or eventually you're going to give it, which you could give away some of it now like Mr. Feeney. But if you don't give it away, somebody's going to come in and take it, right? Whether, again, it's taxes or whatever. So what I want to do, I want to give an example of something you could do now to kind of, as they say, have your cake and eat it too. What if right now, many of you have these, you've got a 401k. Now, Derek and Aaron, probably not as familiar with this, but you've heard me say it on the show, the 401k, Aaron, you know, has what I call the tax tumor, right? That's right. You've been saving all this money, so who's your silent partner? It's you, your loved ones, and who else is the silent partner on that 401k, Aaron? Your long-lost Uncle Sam. (laughs) Long-lost. I like that. So, yeah, Uncle Sam's waiting. So how do we deal with the money that we're going to have to give back? See where I'm going with this, Derek. That's not all your money. So, folks, right now, if you've got a $300,000 401k on paper, uh, roughly, let's just say a third of it, roughly, is not your money. So if it's Uncle Sam's money, the $100,000 that you owe, that's called the tax tumor, and you're going to have to give that money back. If there were a way to give Uncle Sam less money, would you want to know about it? Derek, say yes. The answer is yes, absolutely. 
So many of you don't realize this. Even if you're retired, there is something out there called a Roth IRA. Roth IRA, Roth Individual Retirement Account. Roth means that the money is taxed now, completely tax-free forever, whatever it grows to. When you die, you'll never have to give another penny of taxes to the government on that dollar. Now, the confusion lies when people approach me and they want me to look at their stuff and they're already retired. They don't have any earned income and they'll say, boy, I sure wish I could do a Roth IRA. And I'll quiz them. I'll say, why? Well, isn't it tax-free forever? I don't want to pay any taxes. That's correct, sir, but you don't have any earned income, no wages, so you're not eligible for Roth. So they'll say, well, is there any way I could still do Roth? And much to their surprise, there is. It's called a Roth conversion. So folks, listen closely. This is a powerful tool. So the first question you ask yourself is, what current tax bracket are you in? Now, your tax bracket is the amount of money associated what they're gonna, with what the government's going to take from you, what you're going to have to give to them whenever you take this money out. So let's say right now you make about $70,000 a year income. You've got a $300,000 401k and you're age 62. You with me so far, Derek? Makes sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So under current tax laws, your federal tax bracket, if you were to take some of the money out of the 401k, I'll just round it off as 12%. Not bad. In other words, if you take out $10,000, they're going to take about 1200 bucks. Sounds like a lot of money, but compared to past historical tax returns, we are at some of the lowest tax rates in history. So bear with me on this. So what you could do, that's a known, that's a given, you know, give me liberty, give me independence. One way you could get more independence is get this darn tax tumor taken care of. So what you would do, somebody like us, Tony Walker Financial can do this for you. We can actually do the transaction and the calculation at no cost. We do this for people all the time. We could go into that 401k, roll it over to Tony Walker Financial into our proprietary split IRA process, and we convert. That means we take a portion of this 401k and we magically make it a Roth. So what we're doing, Derek, is we take this money. It has not been taxable. We turn it into a Roth. Let's say it's $50,000. So we're going to owe the government some money. We're going to owe them 12% of $50,000. Let's just call it $6,000. We're going to give the government $6,000 now, a tax now on that money. Are you, are you following this? Okay, yeah. okay. And the government says, thank you very much. We'll take our money now. But the beauty of this uh, phenomenon of a Roth conversion is that, Derek, once you pay the $6,000 in tax, Okay, you're done forever paying the government any money. You don't have to give them any more money. And if that account were to grow to two, three hundred thousand dollars over your lifetime and eventually you pass away and you want to give that to your kids or grandkids, they pay zero in taxes. You see, if you left that alone and didn't do anything with it and just let it kept growing and growing and growing, well, the tax tumor grows. And when you die, the question is, what will those future tax rates be 20, 30 years from now? Have any idea? Aaron, you want to take a guess? What do you think will happen? Like Aaron's going thumbs up. up. We're going to shoot up. Folks, where are they going to get money to pay a deficit of, you know, whatever these debts are now, $30 trillion or whatever it is. So if you're a betting man like me, which I'm actually not, but if you're a betting man like me on this and you had to predict, will taxes go up in the future or go down? If I were a betting man, I would say taxes would go up. So remember, a tax is really just something you give to the government. So back to Patrick Henry's give me liberty or give me death. And if, the, and if we're saying give me liberty or give me your money, the government's now saying that, right? 
I would say, I'll give my money now. I'll take a chance on that one. So you're sitting there going, well, Tony, is a Roth conversion right for me? Well, a Roth conversion is right for someone, again, who currently, here's, here's the qualifications, is in a fairly low tax bracket. We can figure that out for you if you want us to figure that out has some money in the bank that's not earning any interest, and it's usually a fairly large sum, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand $70,000 of money, sitting in the bank, not doing anything. It's not earmarked for anything. Uh, it's just there, okay? Thirdly, you are one of those folks like me that you're predicting with, I think, some certainty that in the future, tax rates will be higher. So hopefully, after listening to this little dissertation on Roth conversions, you're saying, well, why in the world would I want to take a chance on giving up more of my money to the government later when I can give them a set amount now and be done with it. It's kind of like, be like almost like, uh, Derek, let's go back to your rent. What if the landlord, I may get get caught on this one, but let's just say the landlord says, Derek, I'm making up numbers because I don't know what you're paying in rent. You can pay me $1,000 a month and I'll give you a one-year lease. Or if you'll agree to stay here for two years on a lease and just pay me $12,000 up front, you could do that instead. And then you know you've got the apartment for two years, which works out to be, what, five or six hundred bucks a month. But now you're going to pay it up front. And you have a little bit of a risk because will the rents go up? Will they go down? Will you need the money? But that would catch your attention, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Prepay it. You've got it well in advance, and he's going to throw in four or five months extra rent. So you have to ask yourself the same thing, folks. If you know you're going to have a tax on your 401k or 403b or IRA or even lump sum pension, it's all going to be taxed one day and you could prepay that tax and all the growth and all this money would be eventually tax-free and you'd be independent of any giveaways back to the government, why in the world would you not do that? So that's called a Roth conversion. And when we return, what I'm going to do is we'll walk you through a case study of someone that we worked with recently. We call it the five-year Roth conversion strategy. We're going to show you how to give more of that money back to your family rather than waiting around to see if you're going to have to give more of it to the government. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. Wondering how much money you'll need to retire? Probably a lot less than you think. I'm retirement specialist Tony Walker, and for the past 36 years, I've helped thousands of savers determine when to retire and how much money they'll need in retirement, and I can help you too. So if you're retired or thinking of retiring soon, maybe you know of somebody who doesn't know if they can retire, let me invite you to log on right now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. All right. Welcome back, folks. Uh, This is Derek, and I just have a quick question for Tony. So I started a Roth IRA uh, when I started here. Um, I've been doing about $50 a paycheck, so $100 a month. And you keep mentioning that you pay the taxes up front, but I've not seen any anything taken out. I've just seen money go in and then I buy, you know, I put it into whatever I want to. So how does that work? 
Good question. So you've already paid the taxes because there is no deduction. So you're not seeing any taxes coming out because the government's already taxed the money. That's called after tax. So what Derek's describing, folks, because he has earned income, what am I paying you now? Six dollars an hour? I think. Yeah, at a five fifty. Well, you get to six pretty soon. Hang in there, son. Okay. But basically, what Derek's describing is a traditional Roth, whereby he has earned income. He pays the tax now. He puts that in a Roth IRA. So the good news is, Derek, when you take that out in retirement, let's say it's worth a gajillion dollars, you've already dealt with the tax. You don't have a tax tumor. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah, absolutely. The problem with a lot of our clients, they didn't really have Roths back then, didn't know about them. Um, they just don't have big Roths. They've got what's called pre-tax accounts. They have not paid the taxes yet. All that money has been growing, which they actually think they have more money, which they don't because they still have the tax tumor. You, you see, they're going to have to give some of that money, a lot of it possibly, to the government. Is that making sense? Yeah, absolutely. So let, let's talk with a case study in the time we have remaining, folks. So we're going to take, uh, this was an actual case I worked on recently. Husband and wife, they're in their mid-60s, both retired, okay? And quite frankly, had a very large 401k. I'm going to change the numbers a little bit. Well over a half million dollars. Both of them drawing Social Security, all right? Uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars in some real low-yielding CDs. and So they're, they're savers, all right? They, they don't want to take a lot of risk. But they have several children that they want to provide for. So they're thinking about giving some money to the kids now, and I think that's a wonderful thing, and I've run an income plan. We're going to be able to do that. They're going to give about 10000 a year away to the kids now. By the way, folks, a lot of people ask, you know, Tony, should I be debt-free in retirement? You know, with all these low interest rates on homes and all that, why would I ever pay off my home? Well, I, I can't, there's no right or wrong answer to that, folks. But if you're a saver, okay, if you're a saver, remember, I've done in retirement income planning a long time. I've personally overseen nearly 5,000 retirement game plans. I know this world very well. All I can tell you is this. If you're a saver and you're retired, um, Aaron, you've probably seen a lot of my clients come in. That, did you realize every one of them, that hinted around about paying off their home and I suggested they go on and pay it off. Guess how many people have regretted paying off their home in retirement? Probably zero. None. None. So folks, it doesn't matter what the economists say or what the investors say or whatever. If you feel that you don't want to have dependency, there's that word again, you're dependent on a mortgage. And I think that's the psychology involved in paying off a home. The more you can pay off debt and have less debt in retirement, the more independent you really are because you don't have that obligation. Does that make sense, Derek? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you had a $1,000 a month house payment and you pay it off, forget whether it was a good economical decision. The point is you're going to feel good knowing you're not obligated to have to come up with a thousand bucks a month. Yeah, that's uh, how I am with my student loans right now. Everyone keeps telling me that like, you know, it's in deferment because of the uh, pandemic. Mm -hmm. And they're like, so don't pay anything on it because, you know, it's not zero percent interest. Like, why wouldn't I just still be making payments on it? You know, because you because you don't want that hanging over your head. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, So a really good analogy there, because sometimes, folks, it's not always about the money and about rates of return and interest rates. It's about feeling like you're independent again. And this is why, let me, if you're just now joining us, we've come up with these three things that can happen with money. Uh, I'm going to be sharing this with a local church in Bowling Green. They wanted me to give a little lesson on this. And that's what promoted me to go, okay, what can I come up with a little different for people to remember? And I think it's pretty ingenious, really and truly. There's only three things that can happen. You can save it, spend it, or give it. So in this case, what we have these people doing, obviously we've got some annuities built in. They're not going to run out of money, but they are currently giving 
a little bit each year to their children under the gift tax exclusions. You can give up to $15,000 a year tax-free away to your kids. That's per spouse. That's a lot of money you could give away uh, if Biden's tax law doesn't change that. They're looking at trying to limit that. But anyway, that's one way you can give it away now and watch them enjoy it. And then also you could do what these people are going to do. It's kind of experiment. You don't have to do it all at once, but we're taking a portion of their 401k, what we did. We rolled it into an IRA with us. We're managing that for them with our split IRA concept, but we're going to take anywhere from twenty-five dollars to $50,000 a year, see what the taxes are. We'll do all this for you folks. And then we're going to convert a part of that over to the Roth. Now, why would we do that? Well, the beauty of that is that's less money that's subject to what's called the minimum distribution rules at age 72. But more importantly, down the road, if they want to leave that to the kids, it's all tax-free. So folks, if you're kind of buying into this notion that, Tony, I've never thought about that. I, I just didn't really realize that there's only three things that can, I can do with my money, save it, spend it, or give it away to somebody. I want to get a game plan where I can keep more of my money for me and my family. If that sounds like you, why don't you do this right now? Why don't you log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com? And when you go there, just click on that Let's Get Started button. And once there, we will arrange either a phone appointment with myself, no cost, no obligation, or if it warrants, we'll be happy to meet with you in either our Bowling Green, Louisville, or Lexington, Kentucky offices. Do it now, TonyWalkerFinancial.com, or give us a call toll-free anytime. We have a 24-hour answering service. If we're not available, they'll get us the uh, information. We'll call you right back. That number is 877-499-9255. That's 877-499-WALK. Well, we hope you've enjoyed today's program. I've certainly enjoyed having Derek and Aaron along. But you remember, between now and next week, until we meet again, if all else fails, you be worry-free.